0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Sefton Eisenhart, And my name is Luke Acree. And today we're going to be talking about becoming industry synonymous. Now, one of the greatest achievements of any salesperson is to become the personification of their industry. And today we're going to discuss three primary ways that you can become industry synonymous. Now, Luke, do you want to give the people a little bit better of an idea of what it means to be industry synonymous? Just yeah, like absolutely. A high level?
1: Yeah, so this is something that we pretty much coach and preach and try to drill into not only our company's head and how we market and how we try to attack everything, but we also do it for our clients. As most of you know, we are based in the service industry, so specifically the sales service industry, which you're talking about like real estate insurance, you're talking financial advisors. And this whole idea of becoming industry synonymous is when you're in a service-based industry, what you need to make sure you do is you need to make sure you capture the mind share of the zone, maybe you call it your geographic farm, whatever your market is, you need to make sure you capture that mind share of the people in that community so when they think of your expertise, they ultimately think of you. So if I'm a realtor, they think real estate, they think Luke Acree. So it's really that ability to be known as the same thing as your industry because you've done branding to the point where it's drilled into the minds of all those potential prospects that I think, you know, Gary Keller calls it, he has this analogy he gives that when you ask somebody, you know, hey, if you're going to go and buy a car, what are the first two car dealerships you think of? And he'll get the person to name it, and chances are what he says is you're 76% likely to go to the first one And then you're about 24%, I guess, likely to go to the second. And he said the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth, everybody after that has no chance to get your business. Irrelevant. Yeah. So when you think about becoming industry synonymous, it's about becoming number one. And if you're not doing it the best you can to at least be number two, because there's no chance that someone's going to use you as a realtor, as an insurance agent, if you're not the first or the second person they think of. And so it's about really dominating your space where people think of you when they think of your expertise.
0: Yeah, and when you define the area in which you work, which is obviously the first step because I think a lot of people, they shotgun blast different areas that aren't necessarily conducive to what they do. But I kind of come from an every town USA, your Pennsylvania, and there's just a handful of people in every industry that have done this within this town. They've been doing it for three years up to 30 years and they all have marketed themselves, their service, their business in such a way that they are just the go-to person, whether it's real estate, whether it's a car dealership, whether it's insurance. You just go down the line, and there's one primary person for every single industry throughout the town. And that should be
1: your goal. I mean, if you are a real estate agent right now looking or listening to this, maybe you're watching this on YouTube or something, but you're listening to this right now, what you need to be thinking to yourself is how do I make it that if somebody in my community wakes up today and is looking to buy or sell real estate, they think of me. How do you make that happen? Because once you make that happen in your business, you've made it. You've made it. You're going to see just deals pouring in because
0: you've really become industry synonymous with your business. So let's talk about three primary ways that somebody, if they wanted to start tonight or tomorrow— how could they go about becoming industry synonymous? So the first way, and a way that you could probably do it for free, we kind of arrange these from least expensive to most expensive, and the least expensive way is just through organic social media outreach. Yeah, I think,
1: um, you know, what is it, there's 1.2 billion users on Facebook right now? There's 1 billion yeah.
0: daily users. Okay, daily. daily, so
1: who knows that? I mean? So
0: there's 1.9, I believe, billion users But literally 1 billion people are logging in every day.
1: So, I mean, that just shows you right there the opportunity. And really, we as business owners, as marketers, as salespeople need to be making sure we're taking advantage of this means of communication being social media. So if you're not on Facebook, you got to be there. If you're not on Instagram, you got to be there. But really with social media, I think what you need to look at is there's this whole idea of you want to post – But I think a ton of mistakes that business professionals make when it comes to posting is that they automate everything and they don't make it authentic. And so you've all heard the golden 80-20 rule. I don't want to overuse it, but it is a good rule when it comes to social media that literally 80% of your post that you do daily on your Facebook, on your Instagram, should actually be more personal and should have more of a story to it than just something about your business. So a practical example of that... If you're a real estate agent, don't be posting 80% of the time about the market about your listing that's coming onto the market, about your open house, those things are good. That needs to be 20% of your post. But the other 80 needs to actually be authentic and tell a story. And the reason why is because you need engagement. What's key about social media is not the amount of followers you have. It's actually the amount of engagement you have. So you could have a million followers and no engagement. It's not going to do you any good. So what you want to think of to help you become industry synonymous on your social media is you have have to create engagement because when you get engagement, that means you have eyeballs looking at you, which means they're actually going to listen to you. And now they're going to make the connection between you and your expertise. So if it was me giving you the prime example of like my LinkedIn, when I post an above the noise, which is one of my coaching series on LinkedIn, I get, you know, hundreds of views and I get some interaction, but I don't get major, major interaction. But when I post a personal post, I'll give you an idea. I posted a post about my brother who's in the military who just got deployed, and I got instantly—I had 400 views, but I had 50 likes and 7 comments on 400 views, and, and normally, if I get a couple thousand of views, I'm lucky to get maybe 30 likes. But that engagement, because it was personal, it was authentic. And so now, because people are engaging with me, what the beautiful thing about social media is their algorithms work to where when people engage with you, your stuff now pops up for them again because they think you like that stuff. And so now next time when I post about my Above the Noise or business, guess what? I'm going to have a better chance to be seen by all these people. So there's one practical Thing That you can do with your social media, be posting 80% of the time something more personal, telling a story, giving your opinion on something, snapping a photo of you and your pets, snapping a uh, picture of you out to dinner, whatever it is, right? And then 20% of the time is about your business, and now when they're engaging with stuff that's more entertaining, that's more personal, that's more relevant to them, then they're also going to see your open house. Then they're also going to see your market report, and they're going to start subtly thinking, oh, I need to go to Sefton because, of course, he's the market expert. He, He does post all the time about the market in
0: York, PA. So social media, that is a practical example of how you can become industry synonymous using it. And another thing that you have to do at the very beginning of any social media interaction is you have to figure out who you want to target and where they are because there are different channels where you can find different people. So if you want kind of an older clientele, the baby boomers, that's going to be Facebook all day long. They account for the longest time spent on the site. So while a lot of young people are on there often... Baby boomers are the ones that really spend time scrolling through and spending an extended period of time. Then you work into Instagram, which is younger. That's more millennial. And then not many people would be on Snapchat uh, because a lot of Snapchatters aren't necessarily buying things from salespeople (laughs) yet. But if you wanted to to take the long view and do the 10-year game, you the master Snapchat. The journey
1: always is. That you got the young kids posting, and then you got the you know college students who basically take hold, and then the parents who want to see what their kids are doing, and then yeah. they get in and they actually
0: like it, and, and that's like, this what happens. Facebook's with, yeah. <laughs> terrible, and then they get on Facebook, <laughs> and before you my know, my mom it, likes
1: everything Facebook. we do on there. So, yeah. but I think social media is a really practical one that you should be using that literally costs you nothing but time, and that's going to help you become industry synonymous. I think the second one is your digital presence, and this mainly revolves around your website, but it also can branch out into like your lead uh, pages, your landing pages, as they would call. it And what I think is key about your website is one that I'll state for service professionals out there that we work with is a lot of times you have the option to do a company-based website. So maybe you're a Keller Williams agent and they you have the option to be lukeakery.kellerwilliams.com. I would highly suggest to not do that. Take it, <laughs> but don't use it as home base. Yes, you want your own website and you want to make sure you're capitalizing on what we talked about at the beginning, which is this whole idea of your market, your zone, because you need to make sure you're targeting in your website to have keywords because what you gave the... The example earlier. It
0: was about when someone searches real estate, what is the uh, thing they always put in Google? When it comes to real estate, I mean, when you think about it, if they don't know who you are, which they probably don't in the beginning, they're going to type in real estate agent blank. Blank being whatever your town is, whatever your area is. And when they type that in, having SEO keywords on your site that relate back to your town is what's going to create that top three search result in Google.
1: Correct. So you want to, to become industry not synonymous. You're looking at becoming industry synonymous in your local town, in your local market. So you need to make your website be all about your local market. And what I always tell you know real estate agents or insurance agents is become the local mayor. Of your town, that, exactly. I mean, yeah. That literally is the thing that you need to be. I know Gary Vee is huge about preaching that. It's that you need to know the local farmers' markets. You need to know the local ratings of the schools. You need to know the community events that are coming up. These should all be on your website. So now those keywords are going to tie into your Google searches, your Bing searches, and then hopefully you'll come up when people search real estate. Guess whose name they're seeing? They're seeing Luke Acres' name because though they searched, you know, real estate in York, PA your website, Sefton, has so much about York PA that all of a sudden they see your name at the top. And so I think your website, having it, You know, SEO-centric to your local town is one of the most fundamental things you need to do. And then please don't use your company's website because there's no guarantee you're going to be at that company forever. I just hate to break it to you that way, but it's not. You need to start building your own brand.
0: Yeah, things change. So houses come and go, companies come and go, but the one thing that doesn't come and go is the community. That's what you're selling. So you might sell a house one time. You might work with a client five times. The thing that's going to remain consistent is the community. So if you can become that expert and if you can take it to the next level where you actually have people coming to your website, not necessarily for real estate, but because you've done such a good job writing about the community, creating those events, I mean, forget about it, you've won the game right there. Correct. And they're always gonna be thinking about you.
1: It literally is about adding value For the people in your community. Think of your website not as a place to pitch your business. Think of a website that adds value to prospects in your community. And then all of a sudden you also offer what your business is about. It's the same way you think about your social media. Maybe this is a trend that I didn't even see until I was actually saying it. But this is a trend that basically think of the consumer and that will lead them to come to you. And once they come to you, you have their attention. And because you have their attention, now you can market to them. And so you need to build your website and to become industry synonymous. You need to build it in a way that pre- presents value about your community, about you know, obviously where you're at and what you're doing. And then you present what you're so good at. And that's why they make that association. Now the third one is near and dear to my heart because it's the impression piece, and my whole business is built. Our bread and butter. Yeah, it's been built on this whole idea of that sticky impression piece, something that's going to live and have a long shelf life in the home that's going to have an impact when you give it to somebody. I think it's absolutely critical that you invest. I always preach to people quality over quantity every time. Biggest mistake I see in new businesses is they always value cost way more than value. So they just, they buy and they make decisions based upon cost, not based upon value. And the reality of it is, is that when you look at your brand, that's the only thing that separates you from your competition. And so if you're putting together impression pieces, and let's say it's a, it's a one-page flyer that you made on Word. When people get that... That's it's bad. Yeah, Just it's, so you know, that's well, bad. Well, it happens.
0: It happens, but <laughs> it's a, if you're doing people, it, stop. People do this Burn all the time.
1: Them. But you can't do that. And it's also, if you're making the decision right now to do a farming... Uh, like a farm mailing of a 1,000, and you're like, should I go with the cheaper postcard or should I do less and go with the higher quality? Go with the higher quality because what you're trying to do with this impression piece is get shelf life. That's been the whole key behind our whole product is that American Lifestyle Magazine has four weeks on average of shelf life. And what that allows is it allows the branding to actually take effect to where people are hanging on to that impression piece. It's making an impact. And that's what's keeping it in the home so when now, when they see your face every single day and they're engaging with it, then they're going to think of you when it comes time to buy or sell real estate or comes time to buy or sell insurance. The other thing that you need to think of when you're putting together your impression piece is this consistent theme that we just walked through with social media and your website. It's about the value that it represents to the consumer so don't just market with your impression piece that's all about you that's all about your business what you're doing what you bring to the table give them something that entertains them that brings value to them that brings value to what can help them in their life cuz that's what's going to make the impact i know brian maffini he does this pop by thing and he'll even get people to drop by like ketchup and uh, mustard bottles and like a whole, it's like a barbecue set or whatever. But the whole point is he wants to give something that they'll actually use and appreciate. It's a little, you know, gimmicky, but it sparks gratitude, creates a buzz. And that buzz and that gratitude is then reciprocated into referrals, into a client, into a repeat transaction. So when you think about your impression piece, two things to think about, quality over quantity. the value of the piece. Don't just do impression pieces about your business like a business card about your business, a newsletter about your business. Tie it into something of value for your clients like recipes, like this barbecue
0: set thing that I talked about with Brian Buffini, like American Lifestyle Magazine, tie that in. Anything that's going to give value. When you think about the customer first and think about your business second, your business will end up coming in first. So just to reiterate, those are three elements that you can use to become industry synonymous. It starts with social media. Then once you get that following built, you work on your website. Don't use your company website. And from there, start working on an impression piece. Uh, And if you like Stay Paid, please leave us a five-star review and a comment so the more people that hear it means we can make more episodes. Thanks a lot, Luke. Yes, absolutely. And guys, I'll close with
1: this. Take action on something you've heard today. Difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So whether it's on social media, your website, or even on the impression piece, take action on one thing you've heard today.